Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm so excited for you to be here today, and I'm so excited for you listening in and for our guest today. In our talk today, she's going to be talking about webinars and how to be more effective as a heart-centered entrepreneur in webinars. And this is really quite a very, very timely topic. And so I'm so excited to have her with us today. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She's the founder of Selling from the Heart, is a sales expert who works with heart-centered business owners who are gifted and passionate about what they do, but struggle in business because they feel awkward when it comes to selling their services. And that's just about is about everybody. She teaches them how to have effective sales conversations and all kinds of formats that feel authentic and comfortable and get great results. She's an authentic and inspiring speaker with an important message and is a role model for how it's possible to create a successful business with, without resorting to sleazy or manipulative sales and marketing tactics. And I'm just so grateful to have with us today, Catherine Watkin. Catherine is so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Absolutely. So Catherine, uh, because my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, and I really got that in a, you know, I was telling you a divine download of when I started my podcast. So um, I was really just kind of instructed, you know, in this divine download to ask all of my guests as a, as a startup is really what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? I think for me, it's all about being able to and when I say that it's not always as easy as it sounds mm-hmm. being able to continue to follow those whispers and the nudges that come from our higher knowing or our wisdom as opposed to all of the messages that we get told about this is what you should be doing and this is what you should be pushing to do and I think it, it can be hard because we get our whisper we get our wisdom we get that calling we we have this sense that we know this is something that we want to follow and yet so much of what is out there and the messages that we're receiving every day are coming from this much more, I guess, practical, results-oriented, success-oriented. If you want to be successful, you should do A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And as an entrepreneur, it can be difficult sometimes to ignore all of those messages and remain true to our own internal messages, especially if those internal messages appear from the outside to go against the grain of like the conventional advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is powerful. So can you share one challenge that stands out that you face that's helped you to activate more of that in you, Catherine? Um you know, the thing that stands out at the moment is something that I'm going through right now, in fact, Mm -hmm. which is that I've, for the last um, 
decade, I have run my business and I've made my sales through launching programs. So I have an online course that I've launched once a year for the last 10 years. And sometimes I've launched it more than once a year. And I have a membership and I launch that twice a year. Now, these online launches, they're, they're, they're big um, they're big things that happen. They require a lot of input, a lot of moving parts, a lot of focus. And I have had the nudge, the whisper to just stop launching for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, we are halfway through the year when we're recording this. On one side of the coin to say, I'm not going to launch for the rest of the year. That's crazy. That's insane. That's all of the sales, you know, where, you know, that's, that's where the money's going to come from. And yet there's another part of me that is going, this feels like the absolute right thing to do Mm -hmm. to just slow down for a period Mm -hmm. to put some core foundations in place to trust that the business will still work, even if I don't go out and do, and we're talking about two big launches that would happen throughout the remainder of this year. Should I go ahead and do what I normally do? But the whisper, which is saying, stop, slow down Mm -hmm. in order to build foundations to go forward stronger. And this is something that I'm exploring right now. And I have to say that right now at this moment, I am very much leaning towards the decision. I'm leaning towards trusting the the spiritual inner wisdom and saying, yeah, I'm going to pause, but I'm still working my way through that and the implications of that for my business financially, you know, my own financial scenario, the team who I pay every month and and, and how all of that fits in. You know, thank you so much for being so transparent with that because, you know, so often people will talk about you know, the kinds of things they're navigating and, you know, inner guidance that comes through and they'll talk about it in a real past tense way, you know, and I really appreciate that there's, you know, and there's always kind of something we're navigating, but I had a very similar thing happen a number of years back. And it was, um, it was just this strong, strong guidance to essentially let go of this large corporate client. And there, it made no logical sense. It was, uh, you know, a huge amount of my, uh, revenue on a yearly basis. And it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And, you know, finally, I just said, you know, I just can't, I, I just have to do this. And it was so interesting, Catherine, because just a few weeks uh, afterwards, it turned out that they were, um, had gotten in, uh, into some challenges with the, um, uh, with the securities and, and things like that. And, and, and anyways, long story short was that everyone up until a certain point was, were all being interviewed and it was a certain date. There was a cutoff point where anyone that had been a consultant or anything was being interviewed and, you know, could potentially even be implicated in some of these things. And I had just missed that cutoff date, and, you know, and, and who would have ever known, you know, and so, uh, you know, there was, you know, I was on the other side of, of the date that, you know, that they had kind of made us this, this date where they would, you know, go and interview everyone and all those kinds of things. And, you know, it was really going to be, uh, you know, quite a, quite a 
a ride with that. So I just really want to honor you for uh, just uh, sharing that because, because it's important for people to know that we do receive those inner guidance, but then we also have to work those through ourselves as well. You know, it took me months before I really was able to do it, you know, before I, because, you know, I went to, you know, you know, consultants and, you know, my business advisor, and they said, you're crazy. I mean, this is nuts. You can't possibly do that. And it did end up, end up working out, you know, all for the good. So I'm, I'm really holding that intention for you as well, that, you know, that it, you will really have super clear guidance as you're working through this. So I'm really appreciating yeah. you. And I, think, I think that's where that phrase that you use really comes into play, spiritually persistent. Your phrase is <laughs> spiritual, spiritually wise or spiritually connected. It's persistent. <laughs> Because to follow those whispers takes huge amount of courage. There's a persistence in following the whispers. Mm. And I also have precedent in that a few years ago, I was having very strong calling to stop running a program that I was running. Now, my business at that point was doing in US dollars about 200,000 a year, every year. And more than two thirds of that was coming from just one program that I ran that was the core revenue. And I... I knew I knew I needed to stop it and I didn't know what was next. And in the end, I, I you know, I was spiritually persistent yes. in following the whisper and I stopped running it. I stopped it overnight. I dropped my revenue. It felt like I was going back to ground zero financially. Of course, I wasn't. Um, I still had a baseline. And it was only by creating the space that my membership was able to be created about six months later. Oh, I mean, it's we could go on, and 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 I really do appreciate you sharing that because it is really, really important. And the spiritual persistence is, you know, knowing that somehow, some way, it will work out that we're not doing this by ourselves. And you know, if we were, that's when I I. I couldn't, I'd have to just pull up the covers because, you know, and just not get out of bed if I thought I was doing it by myself. But, you know, it doesn't mean that even when you're successful, that you don't have those times where you really have to make choices and decisions that are not clear cut and, and really don't even make sense to other people, you know, if you're just engaging your intellect. So let's talk a little bit about, let's uh, jump into and I love because you've done so much with launching and, and this has really been you know, a core part and doing a, a webinars, you know, uh, webinars, uh, very, very uh, popular now, especially after a year and a half of people being online, even more so a lot of people, you know, wanting to do webinars, heart centered entrepreneurs, just starting their business or expanding. But you and I had a conversation about, you know, some of the things that you would re really suggest to people about webinars and especially coming from a heart-centered place for those of us that um, that really want to you know ha do those kinds of things from a place of authenticity you know but the, you're really like hearing the, the the lure and the calling of okay here's here's what you need to do to convert and here's all the things you need to do so maybe you could start out with some of the things that you've learned maybe not to do on webinars and then take us through just some of the things that you have really found in your experience to be to be valuable for for people to really make that connection and and then therefore inspire people to want to participate in our product program or service whatever the heart-centered entrepreneur is doing on that webinar yeah and i think you know like you say a lot of people have you know, there's a lot, a lot of people, there's a lot more focus on us needing to be able to sell effectively online. 
There's also a really large amount of webinar fatigue as well now where people don't want to show up for yet another Zoom presentation and sit through it. And I think that there is sometimes some people have some negative thinking around our webinars. They don't really work anymore. And I'm a really big believer in webinars. And I always say that even if I was to take away all of the other parts of my launch, I would always keep the webinars because that's where the majority of people who purchased my course or my membership will have attended the webinar or watched the recording. So I put a lot of focus on that. Um, and if I was to look at, well, what, what I could do is, if I was to say to you, like, I can I could list you a few of the reasons why I see why people don't, don't do as well selling mm -hmm. from webinars as they would like to. And then maybe you can decide where from there you'd like us to go in terms of the conversation. Sure. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think is, is I think people not having a belief the webinars really do work and because they don't have the belief they don't put the effort and time in to really preparing and planning and creating a webinar that is designed to convert to sales at the end another reason is that people have often not done what i call their apprenticeship in selling one-to-one -one first so that when they come to sell one-to-many they don't understand what it is that people need to hear in order to know that this is the right decision for them i see a lot of discomfort with people as they shift into making the offer so they're very often very happy doing the teaching piece mm -hmm. but when they shift into making the offer there can be a real significant shift in the energy or the tone or the pace of the presentation mm. which even though you might not be you, the audience might not be fully conscious of it but it can impact you know how they feel and respond to that offer very often people rush their offer they're, they're almost apologizing like oh here i am now i'm selling selling is bad therefore let me rush through it as fast as i possibly can um and also and also then there is depending on where and how people have learned how to sell from webinars there's often an overemphasis on what i call trying to make people buy so an overemphasis on using bonuses rather than presenting the value of the offer in the first place. Bonuses still do have a place on webinars, and I think they're important. But an overemphasis on things like bonuses at the expense of just really clearly communicating to people why buying this would be a really good idea for them. And also this sense sometimes that people on a webinar, if, if somebody's on a webinar making their offer, they often get, if nobody's buying, they almost start to panic and you can hear them getting more and more and more worked up because people aren't buying and they start almost telling people what to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do. People want to feel that they've made their own decision about buying something. And so this, this I think it's really important to be able to stay in this very grounded place of of real belief in the value of the thing that you're offering and not need to get almost more and more and more worked up into trying to persuade and push people into buying because actually as the business owner it's your job to communicate to people why buying this is a good idea mm -hmm. well those are really powerful and there's a there's a lot to to unpack in those mm. maybe just um maybe just share a little bit about uh, some of your thoughts about if someone were saying, yes, okay, I, I really want to believe that webinars can work. I really feel, you know, very connected to what I'm doing. How might you have them begin to start 
putting together a webinar from your perspective that, you know, really comes from the heart and also just really marries that head and heart together so that people feel that sense of connection and they, they feel that inspiration to, to join or to purchase what they have. But what might you kind of, if you were just, you know, kind of giving a bit of a, a, a bit of a formula, maybe you have yeah. something you want to share. There's two parts to the webinar and they are both equally important, although one part normally goes on for longer. Mm-hmm. And and I think if people can come to their webinar and what happens is that a lot of heart-centered business owners, they're very happy when they're teaching on a webinar because they perceive that to be serving and helping their audience. Mm-hmm. But they then have a lot of what I call um mindset gremlins when it comes to actually selling so they will rush through and they will stumble over that and so they often get the balance wrong and so if you were going to divide your webinar into two parts the piece where you're teaching and then the piece where you're making the offer the piece where you're teaching oh this is where you want to be of service you want to make a difference you want to help but often people go a little bit maybe overboard there where Mm -hmm. they they teach too much Mm -hmm. and what can happen is that if you overgive and overteach in the teaching section one of two things will happen one is that your audience will leave thinking ah oh, thank you so much Sharon this has been amazing mm. I've got enough to get me to you know I've got enough to see me through the next two or three months mm. I don't think I need to buy anything from you right now thank you so much for what you've given me let me go off and do it on my own mm-hmm. The other thing that can go wrong is is overwhelm, is that if you overwhelm people with too much information, it also affects the sales because this time people are getting a sense of, whoa, you've given me so much. I've been here for like only 50 minutes and my notebook is already full. I don't know how I'm even going to begin to implement everything you just told me. Whoa, and now you want me to buy something and you want to teach me even more? No, 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 no. I can't even take it all in. So that it's important that that first part, the teaching part, is kept quite manageable. So what I normally teach is to have no more than three key, what I'd call content chunks. So Mm -hmm. three key teaching points. Now, you might have a couple of smaller teaching points within it, but if you've got these three key chunks that you want to teach about, and you you might have a few like sub lessons to them, that allows you to give people, here's something valuable for you to take away. But it also allows you the time and the space to show the gap, as in to also demonstrate what they haven't got. So, for example, when I'm making an offer for my online course, which is called Get More Clients Saying Yes, it's an authentic sales course. I teach um, my heart-centered sales system, and it's a seven-step system. But in my webinar, I only teach out of step three which is the sales conversation so when I get to so as I'm going through I'm able to demonstrate look I'm giving you something valuable here and I know you can all see this is valuable however look at everything that I'm not giving you and you're also in order for this to be effective in your business you're going to also need these other seven these other six steps that I'm not talking about today So that would be the content piece. And then there's this transition point where the business owner would transition to making the offer. And I think here, probably the most important lesson that I would want any of your listeners to take away with them is 
that the big mistake that people make here is that they they make the offer with the people who are not going to buy in mind. Mm. So what happens is they go into the offer and they start thinking, oh, now I'm going into the salesy, the sales bit and selling, well, what are people going to think of me? I really shouldn't take up too much space or time. So let me rush this. Let me speak quickly. Let me get it out of the way in less than five minutes. And let me move on through because everybody here is really awkward and uncomfortable because I'm selling. So let me get it out of the way really quickly. <laughs> And that's because they're thinking about all the people who don't want to buy, who are thinking, oh, I can't believe she's selling to me. And, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to leave because I'm not interested in buying. The, the key thing here is that when we are on a webinar and we are making our offer, we have to design and present the offer, not to the 80 percent of people who are not going to buy from us on that webinar, but to the 20 percent of people who are and the people who are going to buy from you need the information in order to be able to decide whether this is the right decision. And this means no rushing. It means presenting. So let's say if I'm talking about my course, it's presenting that course and what it's designed to do and who it's designed for, giving a high level introduction to each module and what that module will mean to them in their business. To give a quick overview of some of the key things that are included, like worksheets, workbooks, how it works, what the structure is, present testimonials, present the price, demonstrate why it's that great value at that price, bonuses, why those bonuses are a great complement to that course, a guarantee, maybe a fast action bonus to encourage people to buy right now. And the people who are going to buy need to hear all of this information. Otherwise, how do they get that feeling that says, oh my gosh, I really need this. And so when you rush your offer because you're worried about what the 80% who are not going to buy from you anyway are thinking of you, you're not doing a service to the 20% of people who are going to buy, but they are only going to buy if you do them the service of clearly articulating all the good reasons why they should buy. And that might take 15 minutes. It might take 20 minutes. I have been known to take 25 minutes to do that properly. Mm-hmm. I think that is really important because, um, you know, and I love how you're setting it up because it really is true that um, people have the group have really serve serving oriented intentions in mind. But when we just give too much, you know, our heart is full and we want to give too much. It really has can have the opposite effect, as you said, to overwhelm people. And so really there's there's a lot of value in what you're suggesting to people is really to you know just um to you know, pre- present some bite-sized chunks of things that you know really can be of value to them but i love how you're really sharing that they just really need to slow down and really feel a, you know, this connection to those people that are already feeling really connected. And I, and I love how you're talking about so often people, uh, you know, are thinking about the 80% that are not going to buy anyway. So those aren't the people that are aligned that we're, that we're wanting to connect with. So I, I love that. Um, any, any other suggestions that you have of someone, and, and I really appreciate you giving this formula because essentially that's what you're providing is a, is a heart centered entrepreneurial formula for doing a webinar. Anything else that you would say is, um, is valuable, maybe even to, um, 
encourage more people to come to the webinar. You know, you mentioned webinar fatigue and how, you know, people don't even want to come sometimes to webinars now. There's just so many. So is there anything that you really feel aligned with that, that you feel is valuable to encourage people to come to the webinar live? You know, that is such a brilliant question. I'm so glad you asked it. And, uh, and actually, before I answer that, I think just to, just to sort of expand a little bit for context mm -hmm. for people, yeah, sales, making sales on webinars, actually, um, it, it, it involves quite a few different um, sort of stages in the process. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be successful in selling from webinars, number one, you need a maximum number of people to actually register to attend your webinar in the first place. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a really compelling title for your webinar, some bullet points that make people think, wow, this looks amazing. I want to attend that. So you want maximum number of people to register, but then step two, you need out of the people who've registered, the maximum number of people to actually attend live because it's the people who attend live in person that are most likely to buy from you. Right. Yes, people do buy after listening to the recording as well, but it's those people live in real time who interact with you that are most likely to buy. Mm -hmm. Then number three is you want to be getting as many sales live in the moment on that webinar as you can. Because again, people are in the moment, they're interacting with you, they're never going to be as excited and sort of like emotionally aligned to that decision as they are when they're right there and then in that moment. And then step four is follow up because there will be people who registered, they didn't attend or they attended and they need time to think about it. So this is a series of follow up reminder emails with the recordings and other incentives to make a decision. And all of those four pieces need to be built into this webinar process in order for it to be effective. Now, you asked about how do you get people to attend? And this is this is such a great one because this is something that I do particularly well. No. So any of your listeners who know about um, webinars will know that in the industry generally, webinar attendance rates are in massive decline. It's becoming increasingly difficult. It's still easy to get someone to go, oh, I'm interested, let me sign up for that. It's becoming increasingly difficult to actually keep people's attention enough for them to actually come and attend it live. And so typical industry averages, they were sort of 25 to 30% was considered a good attendance rate. And I think that those numbers are dropping all the time. Now, for me, when I run a webinar to sell my membership over the last two years over, um, so I do two webinars each time I launch and I do two launches a week, um, two launches a year. So this is eight webinars over the last two years. And I have a fairly consistent attendance rate of 45%. Mm -hmm. So that means 45% of people who say they want to come actually show up live. So I can share with you some of the things that I do to encourage that. And now there is no magic bullet, of course, but there are a few things that I do. So let's assume we already know they're interested because they registered. But the challenge is how do we get them to show up live? Well, one of the things that I do is I... Um, I include a worksheet. So I encourage people to download and print off a worksheet so that they can work through it while they're on the webinar. And that gives people a sense that it's an interactive workshop type of event rather than just some presentation. Um, I also tell them in my emails that I am going to be sharing genuine value, that it's not just, you know, because a lot of people have got used to the idea that, oh, yeah, webinars, you just come on, come along and you don't hear anything valuable and there's a sales pitch at the end. So I make it clear up front, I am going to be teaching value. 
And at the end, if you feel it's right for you, I am also going to be inviting you to come and join one of my programs. The other thing that I do is that I, and this is a really important one, I'd recommend everybody who runs webinars do this, that you provide an additional gift or bonus as a thank you to people for being there live in person. Mm -hmm. And the more attractive you can make that bonus, the more likely somebody is to come because they're going to think, okay, well, I know I want to, I know I want to watch this webinar, but if I go there live, I'm going to get that free audio demonstration of an authentic sales conversation from Catherine. So I may as well go there live so I can get that demonstration because it's going to really help me with my own sales conversations. Um, and then the final thing I do is I send lots of emails. I think a lot of business owners can be very reticent with their emails. They can tell themselves a lot of stories around all the reasons they shouldn't send too many emails. You know, you want people to show up, you've got to keep reminding them. So on the day of the webinar, I'll usually send three reminder emails, one in the morning, one in the middle of the day, and one one hour before to say, hey, um, the webinar is happening this evening. Here's what we're going to be covering. So I remind them why they're coming. Um, I remind them there's going to be the gift. I remind them to download their worksheets. So it's this almost this continuing, like almost chivying them along. Like you've already said you're interested now. You know, don't forget, don't forget. Come along, come along. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really nurturing. And I and I love to, and and I really concur with that. You know, when I think about webinar, I, I try to look at what would I attend live? You know, what, what would some, what could someone do that would really inspire me to come live, you know, because energetically, I feel like, well, if, if, if that's something energetically I align with, then I'm going to energetically align with others that align with that. Right. So if we kind of look at it from this, even look at that from the serving perspective, you know, what kind of emails would I open? What kind mm -hmm. of things would be, you know, valuable that I would feel, wow, that's really generous. But, you know, also when I've been on webinars and, you know, what are the things that, you know, really turned me off or made me feel like, oh, you know, that, that this, uh, this wouldn't be something I would purchase, you know? So I love how you've really laid out um, so much of the, the, um, the formula of what you've really done. And I'll tell you 45% attendance is, I mean, that that's miraculous. So I really want people to listen because that, you know, that is really miraculous. And that is really saying a lot about, you know, your ability to align and your genuineness and your, you know, your um, authenticity authenticity, which I think is really so important. You were saying something um, too about um, on the webinar, you know, that uh, if, if someone were uh, thinking, okay, I have all these different things and let's say they have a program. So just want you to kind of give a little bit more about how to kind of put the, you know, the, the key content together. Cause I think this is something that is really key for people. So how would you go about sharing with people, you know, say they have a program, you know, um, how to lose weight, you know, and they're helping people to change their beliefs and change their, um, mindset. And that's really a big part of it, you know? How do you go about working backwards? Because we all know that it starts with whatever it is you're offering and then kind of working backwards and then the webinar kind of fits into that. So can you speak a little bit about how you might um, suggest people when they have something that they're going to offer, how they can kind of work backwards or what your your process is in doing that? Because I really it's brilliant the way that you put things together. So 
it's a little difficult to give an exact formula because each person's business is so different and it mm-hmm. can take a bit of digging into to find exactly what is sort of the, 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 the like what's going to be just the right things to teach mm-hmm. on the webinar mm-hmm. but what the place where I always start is I've always always run my business from a place of service mm-hmm. and I've always run it from a place of how would I want to be treated what mm-hmm. sort of experience do I want to have and I can tell you one thing that I want to have is if I give up 90 minutes of my time to attend somebody's webinar I want to walk away feeling like that was time really well spent, mm-hmm. even if I don't choose to buy from them. I don't want to feel that I had the wool pulled over my eyes or there was any, mm-hmm. I was tricked into giving up my time. So the first, the, the where I always start is, is with the question, if, if somebody attends your webinar and they decide not to buy from you, so all those people who come and don't buy, what do you want them to take away with them that is going to be lasting, that they are going to remember you for, and that they will possibly even recommend other people to you because they learned this from you first? So what is that one, and that will usually be one takeaway, one learning, one shift, one aha. And so I'd encourage each person to think like, what is the one thing that I would like to give everybody? irrespective of whether or not they buy. And for me, what I'm trying to give people is a shift in the way they think and feel about sales. Because most people who come to learn from me have got a lot of negative thinking about sales and they don't feel good about the idea of selling. So if all I can give them is the idea that, I actually could come to enjoy sales and it really could feel like service and love. And I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to feel excited that sales could be a part of my business. Then I've done my job. And so if we were to look at the weight loss example that you just suggested, for many people, one of the reasons why um, one of the reasons why it can be hard to sell weight loss, but not just weight loss, many, many other things, is that very often the, the customers have tried so many things already they often don't believe it's really possible for them anymore and so one really great takeaway to to aim to give people is to give people a belief that actually this could be possible for them because if you can have people leaving your webinar with a belief that this could be possible for them it's not just for everybody else and never work for them you've got them one step closer to the sort of mindset shift they need to have if they're actually going to pay you because no one's going to invest money and time in something that they don't believe is going to work for them Mm-hmm. So there's that. What's that one? Key? And for other people, it might not be. Sometimes it's just a key learning or a key message. You know, different people. You know, different people. Some people have a key message or takeaway from what they teach that is just very different to the conventional wisdom out there. And that might be the one piece that they want them to take away. And then from there, I would be saying, you know, to design the content, you want to come up with three sort of content chunks that you can hang a bit of teaching off that feels genuinely valuable for people so that they can go away and actually potentially even start to put it into practice straight away but without giving them the sense that this is going to be everything Mm -hmm. because if you give people the idea this is the whole problem solved then they're not going to need to work with you so if you and of course for most for most of us we can't give people everything like I have a seven steps to yes process for an authentic sales conversation it's available for free people can download it from my website it absolutely makes a really big difference to people when they download it 
But actually, if their if their marketing message isn't clear, and they're not clear on what they're selling, and they're not confident about their pricing and their value, and they're not and that their packages aren't designed to create a viable business model, um, and they don't know how to handle it. If somebody says, oh, I can't afford it, or I need to think about it, there are all these other pieces that actually need to be in place to make that even more effective. But I can still teach that, and people go, wow, that was amazing, Catherine. I haven't heard that stuff before. This is really helpful. And so I'm able to say, here is something really valuable. You can take it away, and you can start using it straight away. And here are all the other pieces that you may need to have in place as well. And if you want those, there's a container for that. You can come and join me for my course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it really is true. It really does come from that place of service, but you really have laid out such a beautiful formula, but energetically as well, and just provided so much content. It, it, really, it really shows, you know, you're really modeling just in our interview here today, which you're really modeling how to really be effective in doing that because you really are coming from this place of providing people with some valuable information that they can take away right away. Exactly. So, I mean, you've modeled that, you know, so beautifully. So um, why don't you share with us a little bit about what you have? um, I I always ask our our guests to bring a, a gift with them and you've brought a gift that you'd like to share for people to be able to uh, go one step further and, and uh, really get, uh, get into um, the support that you provide, the extra value that you provide uh, for as, as a gift. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're sharing with people here today? And that'll also be on the episode page as well, everybody. Yeah, like you said at the beginning when you introduced me, um, I'm all about selling from the heart. So whether you come to learn from me about how to sell from webinars or how to sell from speaking or how to sell from one-to-one sales conversations, I really believe in like honing your skills through one-to-one sales conversations. I really believe that if the people who sell from webinars and, and have the most success with it have done their apprenticeship selling one-to-one first. So I would love to encourage people to to follow my seven steps to yes for an authentic sales conversation. And this can be adapted to sell one-to-many through a webinar or a live talk, but it's also the the structure and process that people would take um, somebody through one-to-one as well. And it covers things, so it's a seven-step process um, people can go to, and I know you'll put the links in with the show notes, but it's katherinewatkin.com forward slash seven steps where people can download that. And, you know, one of the things that I teach there, just to add a little bit more of a, you know, of a bit, a bit more of a tangible teaching point as well. One of the things that applies, whether you're selling one-to-one or one-to-many on a webinar, is to not surprise your potential customers or yourself by shifting into sales mode without uh, a comfortable segue. And this is where, when I talked earlier on about how a lot, one of the mistakes people make is that they move into making their offer and there's this big shift in energy and the audience feels it, that there's something that doesn't feel comfortable, even if you can't quite put your finger on it. It's because people are shifting gear without any warning or they're going from, like they're cruising along in fifth gear, giving the the conversation, they suddenly crunch the gear into first gear and they go into the sales piece. And it's just about literally um, sort of positioning the fact that you're about to make the offer. And so whether this is 
as you go into step six of the one-to-one sales conversation or whether you're going into your offer on a webinar, it's where you actually let your audience know that that's what's about to happen. So on a webinar, I will say, you know, um, I will, I will, you know, say something like, you know, I hope you've all had value. I will usually encourage people to type in and let me know what they're taking away. And then I will say something like, you know, for those of you who've had value from this session today and who recognize that this is a missing piece in your business and this is something that you'd like more help from me with, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to take some time to talk you through my Get More Clients Saying Yes course. Um, and you know, this may not be right for everybody here, but and if it is right for you, you've probably already got a sense of that. And so, you know, that's what I'm going to And so what I'm doing is I'm letting them know, hey, everybody, we're shifting into sales now and they can feel comfortable. And I can also feel comfortable because I've been very upfront and I've made it clear that we're making that transition. And then I don't have to have a whole weird energy about myself and my audience are not going to have a weird energy. And now we're together. We're continuing that journey together. I'm talking about the offer. They're listening to the offer rather than this clunky thing where you suddenly get embarrassed and your audience start leaving because something doesn't feel right anymore. Mm, Absolutely. Well, um, I really appreciate that. And you've given such incredible value. We're so appreciative. We'd love to have you back on again. And, you know, you have other things that you can uh, share with us. Is there anything you want to say in closing um, to folks out there? Just um, anything that comes to you that you wanted to, to share in closing? Yeah, do you know, I do. I, I think what I want to say is that there is so much teaching out there in the world. There are so many people lined up to teach you. This is how you market. This is how you sell. If you want to sell from webinars, here's my magic blueprint with the formula and all of that. And I think for a lot of business owners and heart-centered business owners in particular, if they haven't had a sales background, they easily think, if I want to be successful, this is what I have to do. I have to buy this blueprint, this formula, and I've got to follow it step by step even where it doesn't feel comfortable. What I want to say to people is, what's what I like to teach is, learn the underlying sales and marketing principles, and then be true and authentic to yourself and operate in alignment with what you feel good with. You know, don't try and force yourself into a formula that just doesn't feel good for you. You can sell, you can market, you can do all of this stuff. And you can do it in a way that is, like I said, treat people how you would like to be treated. So you can harness sales and marketing principles and do it in a way that feels truly in alignment with your values, that feels authentic, that feels comfortable for you, that feels comfortable for your client. So that is my message. Don't be afraid to adapt what you teach to feel true for you because your audience will pick up on that energy. And if you're not feeling comfortable with what you're doing, they're not going to feel comfortable either. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. And we'd love to have you back. We'll um, have you back and and, and talk about some additional things because you just are a wealth of information and just value and just alignment. I mean, that's really what I feel is just the the real sense of your, you know, your light. And we just appreciate you so much for your light and your support and just really grateful for all that you're here doing on on the planet. Just really grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you. And we'll see every, everybody back here next time. We, we see you living lives of love and joy and peace and prosperity in all ways, always. See you back here next time, everybody. You hate selling, yet love to be of service. In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, 
one of my clients made $8,000 in one week and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.